Hello, Giant Robot FM listeners. PMC here. For the next few weeks, we're going to be on break preparing lots of new content for you. That includes new main feed coverage, new simulator episodes, a panel at a major convention, and some other things that we're working on. In the meantime, we're sharing with you here on the main feed our monthly state machine for June 2022. That covers where we've been and where we're going. Uh, This particular recording includes the specific details of what our next show is, where that convention, where that panel is going to be, and what video game we're covering next for our simulator podcast. Uh, Hope that this is enjoyable for you. And we'll see you next week for one more bit of bonus coverage before coming back with a roundtable discussion of the men who created Gundam on the 22nd. dropping into the free feed on Friday because we have finished our coverage of Gundam The Origin and we've got a lot prepping. We've got a lot cooking right now. So we're taking, we'll talk about the schedule coming up. We're taking a break, but we're also not really taking a break because we're doing a lot of work on the back end. Plus we will be releasing something each Friday leading up to the release of our new show. And we'll talk about that soon enough. Mm -hmm. But Traditionally, this is what we refer to as the state machine, kind of like the state of the po- a state of the pod episode, where we talk about what we've been up to, related to the podcast, any new developments with Giant Robot FM, highlight any milestones or achievements, and forecast our plans for the months ahead. Now, normally, we've been doing this once a month for the last five months or so, and some of the announcements have a little have been a little redundant. But this month, we've got a lot of new stuff to talk about. So that's one of the reasons why we're releasing it into the free feed, because we want as many people to hear it as possible. And I would say if you are strapped for time or wondering how long this is going to go, especially if you're in chat with us, I would say probably an hour. So if, if, you're, if you're hungry for more mischief makers, fear not, even though I can't guarantee what PMC will be doing after this. No one can really guarantee that. <laughs> and this will be... Uh, traditionally, these state machines are released as a podcast for our patrons at the $2 tier. I'm so, at the point where I don't even know what slide is up next. Just oh, I made this just in the a outline. Fever dream. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I, I, you were, we've, been, we've definitely been burning a lot uh, to get through the past week or so, but it's been worthwhile. So this is just a, an outline. You can see spoilers. You know, Don't look at this uh, if you don't want spoilers, but we'll be touching on each of these points uh, going forward. And so we might as well just uh, dip straight into... The uh the successful recap on our first five months. Yeah, I need to make a new slide for this eventually because I just been iterating on that first slide I made five months ago. But we've launched we launched Giant Robot FM on February fourth, twenty twenty two. Since then, we've covered three, I guess not shows per se, but like works. So we've covered the Macross Plus OVA, all four episodes, and we had a bonus episode with Coop of. Do, do you remember Macross talking about the Macross film? We've covered all three 0079 Gundam compilation films. And as of yesterday, we've completed our run of Gundam The Origin, all six episodes. And of course, all these things have accompanying history episodes. In particular, it's worth mentioning that the Gundam The Origin coverage included three history episodes. Uh, you know, one episode on Yasuhiko's uh, pre manga activities. And then an episode on the Gundam the Origin manga itself. And then after that, you know, in, in a history episode specifically detailing the production history of the OVA. Yeah, and people, we put a lot of work into the history episodes. People definitely enjoy them, glom onto them. And if you want to know how you can get more history, you know, material, we'll be talking about that in the future as well. We always like to update, give updates about numbers. There's very, something very satisfying about numbers going up. Our Twitter account has been followed by 634 people since we launched roughly five months ago. That's a 40-person increase since our last check-in, which is great. Love to see the numbers go up. And we've also produced a total of 20 mainline episodes and have been joined by some truly wonderful guests. And we want to highlight some of the guests who have been on our show in the last month. And so, of course, the first one of those uh, was Ashley Hawkins, uh, who joined us for the episode two discussion. 
That was the uh, the, the TGA Friday Space Colony, which really touches home right now after uh, being to SGDQ. I didn't know that would be entering my life in that way. Wait, uh, you went to a uh, Fridays? Yes, yeah. So one of the one of the restaurants near the SGDQ venue was a TGI Fridays, uh, and I went. We went there only once because uh, Icy very very much did not want to go there more than once. So we went there like the first evening we were there, and uh, and I I made a meme. Uh, so I don't know I don't know if this is true of all Fridays because I haven't been that many, but over the front doors, uh, the, it like almost like a like a tombstone epitaph are the words uh, <laughs> in here. It's always Friday. <laughs> and I, I announced to the whole group that I was with that I would like to have that put on my tombstone because um, I feel like that would be really good for a cemetery. It'd be really good in Latin too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I, not. You might yeah. surprise you. I'm not the biggest fan of TGI Fridays. I, I, mean, I am. Ba- I am a fan of like shitty fast food. Mm-hmm. I know like Fridays is a step above uh, fast food traditionally, mm-hmm. but they have they have decent decent apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's better than Applebee's, is what I'll say. Yeah, it's a low bar to clear. I know it is, uh, and also they, they, I don't know. It's something about that kind of like food marketing always tickles me. the 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 specials, the new specials, were a like chicken tender sandwiches, but they were called chicken slammers, and they were mm. the advertisement. The tagline was that they would crush your hunger. It's and too so, aggressive for chicken. Yeah. I like, like <laughs> sliders. I like because it slides right down your gullet. Slammers, yeah. though, you don't want to slam some some chicken tendies and some buns. <laughs> I mean that's I don't know it sounds like a good deal anyway we're supposed to be talking about Ashley Hawkins who was an excellent guest uh, she is the manga librarian uh, was and also I want to really highlight that not only was she an excellent guest but she really does a lot of great work on Twitter and on her website manga librarian in terms of helping other librarians and school professionals identify manga that is good to include and recommend to school-age kids. Uh, She has posted videos of the manga collection in the library that she works at. And also, you can see there are links there. Uh, If you go to the episode that she guested on, you can find those links to click on. And those links take you to... A uh, you know places where you can donate to help her not only the collection at her school library, but also the uh, you know just other other resources, other materials that are useful for for organizing and doing the work that she does. Uh, I know that at the time that she recorded for us, they only had half of the origin uh, that is Gundam the Origin manga, and I think uh, me and some of the other listeners. Uh, ended up picking up about four volumes, among other other manga, to to add to the collection. Because I know, in particular, she said that uh, the, her students were reading the first volume, but that they were missing volume two. Uh, and I think now the collection is complete up through volume like eight. So uh, that was really really exciting to uh, not only to have her on, but also to be able to hopefully help uh, help the kids discover some good Gundam stories. Yeah, I'm very jealous of that manga collection because I wish the school that I work at had an equally robust selection of manga that I could choose, potentially choose from. As is, we we have some manga at our library, but it's like a dearth of content, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I have thoughts, but I can't voice any of them because they're tied to the place where you work. So <laughs> <laughs> just imagine them, if you will. Uh, we also, our, yeah, go uh, ahead. I was, I was going to say for our next episode, we have... Or actually, next two episodes because uh, Megan D returned. She guested on all three Gundam: The Origin history episodes, but she joined us in particular for Gundam: The Origin episode three and Gundam: The Origin episode five, respectively. Giant Robot FM episode seventeen and episode nineteen. And Megan is always awesome to have on. I definitely recommend you check out her work over at the Manga Test Drive and Renaissance Jose where she specializes in many things, one of which is digging up old, obscure manga and reviewing the first issue of a series, which is very valuable work, especially considering a lot of those series are out of print. And she's also, also a great it, Twitter follow, so yeah. I recommend Brainchild129. Really, really good Twitter follow. Uh, really enjoy it. She also does, I think, is it a part of Renaissance Jose, or is it, where does she do the uh, the Disaster Report, or what, what is it, is it called Disaster Report? Yeah, no, it's not to say, you're, I think you're confusing that with the, with the PS2 game series. Game, but yeah. you're close. Uh, where she uh, digs up shitty old anime yeah. to review. Like she uh, just got done I, with I, I uh, Tenshi in Tokyo. Yeah. And Brain Powered, I think, was on the list. Mm. Shout outs to Russell. I always have to say that yeah. when I'm talking Patron about Brain Powered. Brain Powered. 
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, but no, her work is really good, especially again, if you're if you're into perusing the wide universe of manga, uh Brainchild is an excellent Megan is an excellent resource for that. And she'll be back, as we'll talk about in a future slide. So next up we have here is AMAC, first time guest, and hopefully um the first of many appearances on Giant Robot FM, a fellow mecha podcaster too. For those of you who are interested in the intersection of actual play podcast and mecha, I definitely recommend you check out Fetty Scum. It's an incredibly well-produced version of that. Uh, they started out, their campaign started out in the one-year war. I believe they're up to 0083, so that's Stardust Memory. And a, a lot of, it's, it's, the episodes are very digestible, great to newbies and like Gundam experts alike. In particular, AMAC joined us for Gundam The Origin Episode 4. Now, AMAC is a very big Garma fan, so I was hoping to provide him with a more Garma-centric episode. But fear not, we talk a bunch about Garma, and Garma makes a few appearances in that episode, too. Yeah, AMAC was super fun, and I, I really enjoyed AMAC not only for the uh, you know the real play stuff, but also just like very experienced shit poster, and I always appreciate the art of the post. And I think Amac also is very, very well versed in the art of the post. Yeah, he's the Gun- Gundam handshake guy. So if you don't know what that is, I definitely recommend you just Google Gundam handshake guy. An article will pop up immediately. Also, a very good Twitter follow. Not only posts good, good posts himself, but also posts excellent uh, retweets of other things. I've definitely very much enjoyed, especially in the wake of all the uh, the McDonald's Japan memes. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed a lot of Amax retweets. Yeah, I chose the wrong summer to go to Japan. I guess this summer would not be ideal just giving world events, but I really would have liked to checked out all that cross-promotional shitty food. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, of course, we also had a returning veteran guest, Ethan Hawker, Sundown McMoon himself, for uh, for our just released yesterday, late yesterday, uh, finale of Gundam: The Origin, uh, Ethan does a lot of great work with Bomb Squad Productions, as well as uh, writing on film and animation at uh, his, you know Zeke Film. As you can see, there is his his author page. Just always always a treat to talk to. Uh, really really a big fan. A lot also also a very good poster. Has had some had, had a. Had an incredible uh, first Gundam denim post uh, start doing work <laughs> yesterday, which I really, really loved. Uh, the special denim jeans, the the I really want to call it a Jaku, uh, but I don't. Oh, that's good, right? Because it's a Jor- yeah. Jaku, you know. You can do that probably now with like every. Just start doing that with different mobile suits, like the <laughs> the Jundam and the you know the Jagak. So you too can be a Gundam ship poster PMC. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I actually I dusted off my video editor yesterday to work on a shit post, as you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to like update my video editor. I hadn't touched it in forever. Uh, also, wanted to highlight the episode that Steven guested on mm. of the Bomb Squad podcast, which was the episode covering the uh, "Do You Remember Love" movie. Uh, the Bomb Squad podcast, I should know, is not just an audio only podcast like Giant Robot FM. Uh, they put a lot of work into the YouTube version of their podcast, a lot of video editing work, a lot of other shenanigans going on. Uh, I forget the name of the video editor, but it does like a really good job. So if you are a fan of YouTube stuff, you want that visual component, uh, definitely check out specifically the Bomb Squad Productions YouTube. Austin, that's right. Thank you, Coop. Uh, Austin is the name of the video editor who does a lot, a lot of good work. So, And they, I should mention, obviously I'm, I'm hyping up, do you remember love? They cover a wide variety of movies, uh, including, you know, current pop culture, nostalgia stuff. You know, so the current star Wars, Marvel films, they do nostalgia stuff like Digimon, the movie, they had a run of nostalgia. That was Digimon. The movie was one I checked out and really enjoyed. And then of course they also do, you know, some more, uh, more obscure stuff as well. So I definitely recommend checking that out. If that sort of wide coverage of film appeals to you. Yeah, those videos are super, not only well-produced, but digestible, too. So you're not going to be dedicating five hours of your life to try to get through a single review of a new film. Yeah. Um, the, it's a bunch of people talking for, like, 45 minutes to 55 minutes. 
they're very good at <laughs> they're very good at controlling the time, which is excellent. That's a that's a thing that is is worth doing for sure. All right. Oh, so now it is time. Speaking of posts, we uh, I feel like we had a very informative month of posts, I, which I think is what we're going to learn here in our, our review of the posts, uh, which is good, though. Sometimes I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's one of the things I, I kind of really enjoy uh, from the giant robot FM feed is that sure we love we love the funny posts, uh, but we also love the informative posts. Yeah, I, I knew going into Origin, our memes would um, generate less traction than in previous months, just because either people are more lukewarm on Origin. Um, Origin is less hu- unintentionally humorous than First Gundam, for example, and less eccentric in its visual choices. So you have less to play off of. It's like I've said before; it's a little more buttoned up, a lot more historical. And I had a feeling the memes would not hit, you know, incredibly high numbers. We had some, we had some banger memes, and there are banger memes yet to come. But nothing like the previous months when we were working with a lot of first Gundam content. This is our most popular meme, meme number three, based solely on the numbers. And this is just, I, I thought of this immediately when Giran was playing his game of Go in either episode two or episode, I think episode two of The Origin. Because, of course, Giran would be a gamer. I'm actually going to iterate on this meme probably this afternoon after done this recording. Because at the end of Gundam The Origin 5, Giran's looking in front of, like, like, looking at, or is positioned in front of, like, seven monitors. And he has a very gamer um, stature. Yeah, no, Garen. Garen is a is a gamer in, in the worst way possible for sure. Yeah, yeah he's haunting Reddit probably twenty four seven. Oh geez, he he knows. All right, I can't. I can't. I, I've been I've been involved in when you're at like when you're at an event physically. There are people who are on Reddit who are posting about the event that you're at, and they know nothing about the event that you're at. <laughs> and that now then then you end up talking about those reddit comments and there's definitely been a lot of that in my life but we don't we don't need to, to go into that here what we do need to go into however and this is appropriate for the month of june the month of father's day is uh the meme about fathers i'm glad this meme like legitimately won second place because i was going to slot in here no matter what even if got like <laughs> two likes I thought of that. I I was very proud of myself when I was watching Gundam: The Origin. I'm a big Don Diablo stan. Arguably, he's one of my favorite original Yasuhiko characters. He takes in the um, Daikun's children, Casfar and Atejia, and raises them as his own. And I, I the I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father that stepped up. It's a potentially very cursed image, depending on the context. But I saw that meme format going around a few months prior, and then I immediately um, connected the dots and realized I had to attach it to Don Diablo himself. And that meme did pretty well, but I iterated the meme on my own account I wanted to shout out because I thought of this on a lark and I was very proud of it. There's a very famous, not famous Sopranos meme, but like a prominent Sopranos meme that occasionally makes the rounds. I believe this is from, not that PMC has any knowledge of the Sopranos formally. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I'm the world record holder of Sopranos, The Road to Respect for PS2. having not seen a single episode of The Sopranos, <laughs> might I add. But there's an episode midway through the show's run. I believe, someone correct, can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's the Columbus Day episode. I believe he's going to bat for Columbus, and he's saying, like, in this house, Columbus is a hero, end of story. Wow. I may be wrong on that, but... I didn't know that. Um, but there's a very good... There's, it's a well-written episode um, about Columbus Day, and, of course, <laughs> Tony's going to bat for Columbus. And I iterate on that meme. I can't do a good James Gandolfini impression, rest in peace. Um, but, you know, he didn't have to take those kids in. I just imagine James Gandolfini. He has, you know, his quote-unquote wife beater on. He's got his robe on. He's saying he didn't have to take those kids in. He sheltered Zianzum Daikun's children at the cost of his own life and loved them as his own. And in this house, Don Diablo Mass is a hero. End of story. And that did pretty well as well, that meme. Don Diablo Mass on, on the road to respect. <laughs> no doubt he'd make a good sopranos character too yeah for sure i wasn't expecting this so our most popular meme wasn't a humorous meme which they usually are it's one of our more informative memes i might have posted this earlier but episode four and five dr manofsky features pretty prominently in the plots of and of course dr manofsky is the scientist responsible for revolutionizing warfare as the tweet points out because he i believe he discovered Minofsky particles or PMC. Did he create Minofsky particles? Uh, 
I don't actually know because I mean that's always that's always an excellent question about whether or not what what is the difference between inventing and then discovering natural phenomena. Uh, I could comment more on this in in some context, but uh, I think he, I want to say he more maybe observes their effects, I think is what it is, because mm. I think part of it too is that uh, the Minofsky particles are a byproduct of the energy production, right? Because it's yeah. mobile suits create them, and then they also have this effect of covering up uh, radiation. So I think it's, I, I feel like he maybe discovers the power generation and then also notices like, oh, wow. This is going to have effects. I had a feel, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, there's a formula for history, like factoid memes, um, that if the tweet itself is very compact and has like a Snapple cap quality to it, they tend to do really well. I remember our on the old account, the first meme we ever sent out that d- did really well, like triple digit numbers, was a little factoid about Giant Robo. And how the creator of that show was really into like wuxia films, and he like picked up something while he was in Hong Kong, and that meme like did pretty good numbers right off the bat, just besides some nice images to go along with it, and it was like a little very concise factoid. And this factoid we talked about here is the fact that originally Minofsky particles were going to be called Tominofsky particles after, of course, Gundam's creator, but they chose to go another route. And of course, yeah, I imagine part of that too is right is the always the international flavor of yeah, things. That's like where you know the Minovsky specifically a Russian scientist. Exactly. Yeah, let's talk about some some cool mechs uh, that our patrons told us about. Oh yes, the first mech is is from a show that has actually um, gotten some like. Now, I won't say it's a critical darling. I don't know enough about it. I might even be pronouncing it wrong, but like Simoon, S-I-M-O-U-N. It came out in like the mid-aughts, and there are various Simoons in Simoon. It's like a Nautilus shelf levitating floating vessel is a really roundabout way to describe it. Those are called Nautiluses, right, PMC? Oh, the like the spiral pattern? Yeah, that picked yeah. like in the right photo. Oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. right. I think that's right. Like very Cthulian. Not that this is Cthulian, but mm-hmm. it's a similar... Well, I think usually shape. the Cthulian part right comes from the mass of tentacles sticking out the open end of yeah. the shell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I know that like Thaliarchus has written a, like has an article about Samoon. A lot of people tend like dig the show in retrospect. I don't know how popular it was at the time. I think it came out let's see, two thousand six. But it has the show has its own dedicated mechanical designer, and it was submitted by one of our newest patrons, Lady De Maria. And she submitted this mech, and it kicked off the the month of May. And for the second mech is Mighty Orbots. Um, Sundown on McMoon, Ethan Hawker, our most recent guest on Giant Robot FM, submitted this one. This is from a show I didn't know existed. A It was a co-production between American companies and a Japanese studio. Apparently, it's fun. It's held in high regard by people who have watched it. I don't think the show finished its run. There were some production issues, and there's like no high def release of it. It's actually pretty difficult to track down quality images of the titular Mighty Orbots. And like a lot of super robot shows from the time, it, the principal characters, like the robotic characters, combine to form this bigger mech. The fact that it's called Mighty Orbots uh, makes me really wonder if there's like a Mighty Andbots, a Mighty Exorbots, a Mighty Norbots. I kept uh, wanting to like say Mighty Orbits. Orbits. Okay, yeah, that's another one. See, I was making a digital logic joke, but uh, <laughs> no, that's also that's also extremely fair. Especially because it looks like it's in space. Yeah. Now, right now, we are in the middle of our current uh, posted posted schedule uh, some things that have already come out are uh, our, our thoughts on Obi-Wan and V-Plots. Uh, we did release... Don't laugh. They're not all bad. I, I went I, to bat for you and McGregor. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Ewan, uh, Ewan's extremely powerful divorce energy uh, that he brings <laughs> to every episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guarantee you, we'll be uh, at least I will be speaking about Obi-Wan Kenobi season two when and if Is it happens. Is there a season two? Year. Okay. If and when. All right. All right. It's not official yet. What would all right? I don't want to know. Never mind. I'm not going to ask. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to dwell upon it. Uh, we did. Speaking of things, I do want to dwell upon though. Uh, we did release part two of our patron exclusive simulator 
retrospective on the Armored Core PS1 games, and in particular this one covering Project Phantasma and Master of Arena. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this one. A lot of details got tracked down, checked out some old reviews, talked about the Pocket Station, uh, all those sorts of things. So if you're interested in that, you know, again, you can find out more about how to access that over on patreon.com slash giant robot FM. Just last night, we released the finale of our Gundam, the origin coverage with Ethan Hawker right now. We are in fact doing the state machine for June, 2022. We probably would have in the universe where I wasn't going to SGDQ, we probably would have done the state machine last weekend, but we figured it would be better for all the announcements that we're about to do, uh, to do it this weekend. And so, you know, here we are, as you can see, the state machine is going to have some some cool details. It's great when the Saturday, like the the last day of the month, falls on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just noticed the typo in the schedule. Whoopsies! I hope no one called us out on this. What was the typo? Well, the word seed is in the title. The Ionic Front's not anything to do with seed. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Said, that's what happens when I co- I copied the template from previous. Oh, yeah. So Ionic Front, not a not a not a Gundam seed thing. That is a regular Gundam thing. Yeah, the ty- the typos be wild. I mean, there's another one too. July first, I I picked up this one after the fact. Um, I didn't italicize the six for some reason. So anyway, the plan for this upcoming week is that we're gonna be you know we're gonna be working on stuff behind the scenes as we're about to announce. I'm gonna be playing some Zionic Front, uh, which I've heard great things about from Ton Ton Asbel. Uh, maybe they'll make a maybe they'll make a a seed version so I can shout Athrin and uh and what's the Kira. Is that the name You're of the main? The wrong person. Okay, I've never seen a. Like, I've only seen maybe two episodes of Seed. I played Never Ending Tomorrow, so I think it's Atherin and Kira. But I could be, I could be wrong. Okay, it's Atherin and Kira that, that shout at each other. All right, there you go. And Did then you like cor- that game? It was. I mean, basically, to me, it was. Uh, it was indistinguishable from Encounters in Space in terms of okay. like how it played. I think the. The lore was very funny. Like it definitely seemed uh in it seemed to me to occupy the same level of intellectual rigor as Gundam Wing. <laughs> so uh, you know, if you want that, it's there for you. And uh I I I would not say it made me want to go out and watch the show, is what I will say. Uh so, you know, it it is it is what it is. Nicole was fifteen. He loved to play the piano. I did kill Nicole, so rip rip Nicole. And then, of course, this week uh, on the main feed, we're going to be releasing this recording right now. So if you're listening on the main feed, hi. Thanks for listening to our regular weekly release. Yes. Yeah, speaking of July roadmaps, as I mentioned, we're going to be releasing this on the main feed on July 15th. There will be something on the main feed. It will have to do with an anniversary, an important anniversary of a long-running franchise and uh, I will tell you right now that if if the makers of this franchise make a big announcement, it might not no be way. exactly no seven fifteen. I, mean, I, I agree, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. If you know, you know is what I'll say. I'm not uh, so gonna. That's that, that's uh, that's Microsoft press conference uh, like <laughs> material right there. Mm, that would be oh gosh, that would be an experience. Is the mic when, when is there a Microsoft press conference upcoming? No, I don't think okay. so. At least okay. not after the summer games fest thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm very curious to what will come of that. Uh, and then uh, we have another special episode upcoming, which will be a roundtable discussion on the manga, the men who created Gundam, uh, with former with with favorite guests uh, Megan D and Russell Latshaw. Uh, should should be exciting. I'm very excited for this. PMC, have you finished the men who created Gundam? Yep. Read it, read it in one sitting on the flight. Oh, nice, nice. So. Yeah, it make it was it's 500 plus pages, and no matter what you think of it, if you dig Gundam, it goes down very easy. I yeah, think. even though not all the jokes land, I'm very curious um, how everyone's gonna fall on <laughs> this. Yeah, shout outs, shout outs to Russell uh, who's in chat, who's. Um, <laughs> escaping the chris pratt discourse russell i see you <laughs> out there you're doing you're doing lord's work out there i've seen i've seen someone mention on twitter that there's chris pratt pratt discourse i do not know what it is and i'm not going to find out <laughs> that is it's, uh it's, it's best not to uh, that's all i have to all i have to say on that uh i'm yeah i'm really really happy as i this is i i'm now becoming a manga reader after the origin i've now read 
the men who created Gundam. Uh, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy with giant robot FM's forays into manga. I hope listeners are as well. And I hope we do more in the future. I think we will be doing more in the future. I actually have more manga in my possession related to an announcement we'll make shortly. Very true. All right. So now, yeah, you're going to, speaking of, of having to update slides, uh, Steven, we've pretty much completed. I know. I was, I was thinking about making a new slide. I was like, it was like one o'clock. I'm like, no, let me just make some more check marks here. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're going to make a to-do list, it is worth it to see the entire to-do list. So if you're listening, we have this, we had our roadmap from probably, you know, probably from February or the beginning of March where the roadmap includes coverage of the Gundam 079 films, the first part of the Armored Core retrospective, the Gundam The Origin coverage with the three-part history, as well as the six episodes of the OVA, and part two of the Armored Core trilogy. And there are big green check marks over all four of those items because we've done it. We did them all. We, we accomplished. We called our shots and made the shots, which does mean it is now time Time for the, the new show announcement. Uh, Steven, do you want to announce what our new show is? Yes. So there's always a delay uh, when we're doing these presentations because PMC queues up the next slide and it takes like 20 seconds sometimes for it to show up on my screen. But our next show as he's clicking the space bar is Planet With, which is getting an upcoming discotheque Blu-ray release finally in the United States. Um, Planet With has been on our radar for a while. There's a lot of reasons why. Um, it has a it has a very cult following, a lot of passionate fans, uh, a lot of passionate fans who are close to us and like to remind us that, hey, you should cover Planet With, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, but yeah, we're preempting the discotheque release a bit, mainly because once they made... Actually, we had planned to do Planet With, and out of nowhere, discotheque decided to release it in the United States on Blu-ray, which is awesome. But there's not too much... Uh, like extra historical material on the blu-ray if there was i would uh delay the history episode and there's no dub so we're going to you could you could access it all and easiest on crunchyroll when you can also access the manga there as well in case you're curious about doing some early reading or watching before we begin our coverage of the show uh we should also mention that for pretty much the whole duration of the coverage we're going to be joined by caitlin moore who is an editor writer for Anime Feminist, reviewer at Anime News Network, uh, and also just huge, huge fan of Planet With, ha- has been telling us about Planet With forever. Uh, also, uh, an old, old college acquaintance of mine, uh, which is also fun. So, uh, very, very excited. I know we had podcasted with her about Promare uh, a while back on the old pod, uh, but really happy to have uh, her for our coverage of Planet With. Definitely. I'm really excited to check out Planet With. We have, I don't know much about Planet With yet. I'm doing some prep work for the history episode. I'm going through all, uh, some of the manga's previous work. Um, unfortunately, their name escapes me at this moment. But um, he worked on he, Spirit Circle, which I'm reading right now. I'm at volume five. Fantastic. I picked up the Trigun one-off that he, he did a little short Trigun story for an anthology. It was actually the first thing that came out in America of his. We won't be talking about any. We'll be like loosely referring to his other works, some of which are available in English, some of which aren't. But it should be very exciting. Satoshi Mizukami. Yes. There you go. Because I have the volume. I have volume is one through three. Uh, which Did you are start ones? it yet? Uh, I briefly started. Uh, I briefly started volume one on the plane, but I, I I made I made like a funny decision two weeks ago where I started reading uh, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms on my Kindle. Oh, that's Kindle. right. And so I got really distracted by that on the flight back because I just I kept wanting to pursue Lu Bu, uh, and I just had to keep reading <laughs> to pursue Lu Bu. I think Lu Bu is dead now, though. So rip rip Lu Bu. Uh, spoilers for Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Lu Bu dies. Of course, uh, Satoshi Mizukami has been in the news for a lot of reasons. Number one, because Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which is arguably his most popular manga, which has come out in the United States. Some copies are out of print. We're, I'm not reading in preparation for the history episode, just because it's like too much to read. I believe it's 12 volumes as opposed to Spirit Circle, which is a more uh, digestible six volumes. But the 
Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is getting an anim- anime adaptation in July, and I'll definitely watch a few episodes to see how it's, how it goes. I hear a lot of people are really down on the trailers that have been released. It's very, very low budget, which sometimes is an issue and sometimes isn't with these adaptations. So I'm curious how that all hashes out. Yeah, no, this will be this will be exciting. It'll also be the first time that we are actually covering a, <laughs> a normal TV show. We've been no, yeah. we've been living in in movies and OVAs, and we're finally going to settle down for some regular, ordinary length TV show coverage. Yeah, and we won't have a dub to fall back on either PMC. So we're going to be watching when we hear some Japanese voice actors, mm-hmm. which would be cool. Yeah, no, I, I honestly that that. That is rightfully a, a good thing to do and very memorable in its own right. I certainly can think of, you know, more than a few shows, uh, famous examples and non-famous examples where I was kind of happy I watched uh, watched this up. So no, this will be this will be fun. I'm sure this will be a delight. Now I don't remember what our next uh, announcement is. I forget the order of these. Uh, actually, I no, I think I know. The, uh... the next one is uh, really is, features you. I think you're the star of this next one. Ah, uh, it must be the big O slide. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will be at Otakon, um, my, the first anime convention I've been to since in middle school. When it was probably like an anime next in two thousand four or two thousand. Now, probably earlier than that, like an anime next in two thousand two. That's the last time I've been to an in-person anime con. But Andy Engineer on Twitter and I, Andy by the way, is basically like the big go guy on Twitter. If you've um, never crossed paths with him before. He may, has a lot of excellent posts regarding the Big O, and he's an expert on the subject. Um, we will be doing a history episode, basically, on the Big O, talking about the production of the show. We'll be focusing more on season one, but we'll be alluding to season two as well. It's still the the presentation is still a work in development, so um, expect we're probably going to be doing the the amount of work we've been putting into this panel would probably equate to like two and a half episodes, like two and a half hours worth of material. So we'll definitely probably be dr- jumping around as we give our presentation. But it's going to be very informative. Should be a good time. Hopefully, it's well attended. I have never been to Otakon. I'm looking very f- forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to be there considering that I just did my my summer trip to SGDQ. But I'm definitely very interested to hear. You know, from you and a number of other giant robot FM friends uh, who will be in attendance, because I know you and Andy will be there. Uh, I believe uh, I believe our friends uh, Coop and Russell are also doing a panel. Is that right? Yeah, the very topical Macross panel mm-hmm. after yesterday's announcements. And then, of course, uh, you know, the champion guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know. I need a title for for her. For, for Megan, for what how she's the current reigning uh, champion of Giant Robot FM guests, Megan, will also be doing a panel as well. Yes. And I'm sure a few of our other mutuals will be, if not giving panels, then be around on the show floor. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, definitely curious to see how that goes. I hope it goes well. Uh, certainly, I wouldn't mind being there uh, in the future, but I feel like, I feel like one trip is enough right now. Uh, so, definitely... Definitely happy to to watch from afar, though. Excited for everyone to to meet up. Meeting up is good. That is absolutely a true thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting all my um, cool internet friends who I have not met in person, but I've had the pleasure of interacting with online. Now, speaking of uh, other cool things, I think it is finally time to hopefully announce our next simulator episode. I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. So right now, our goal with the Patreon is to be releasing a similar episode roughly every two months. And our next one that we want to do, we had been talk, we actually had planned on doing this earlier, was a front mission, the first front mission. Now, that plan got pushed back when Square Enix announced that they were going to be releasing a front mission one remake for Nintendo Switch at the end end of the summer specifically summer 2022 we haven't gotten a more firm release date for that yet so that is yeah i'm uh, worried a subject of concern but nevertheless uh there is a lot of very very neat history with this series uh the main line of course is a, a strategy rpg series and there's lots of spin-offs you know there's a 2d action game gun hazard a 3d action game evolved uh we don't talk about the survival game and uh, I'm just really, I'm really hoping that this comes out. I'm hoping it's 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 fun. And uh, but that is our plan is to cover uh, 
Front Mission First, supposed to be this uh, summer 2022. Uh, Steven, do you have a, do you have any thoughts to add here on on this? Yeah, hopefully the, it doesn't slip. Here's what I'm thinking. I, I st- I'm still fingers crossed that Front Mission First releases at the end of August. I, I'm hopeful for that for a variety of reasons. Um, one of those reasons is for historical research, because I don't want to do short shrift to the, the recent remake, because of course we'll be talking about, and we'll be ex- talking extensively about the original creation of that first Super Famicom game, but we're going to talk about all the ports, you know, you know, briefly touch on the Wonder Swan port, talk a little more extensively about the DS port, and also reference the PlayStation port. I would, you know, I, I'm, we're definitely going to be playing the Switch version. It all depends on when it's coming out. If it's coming out in September, we're good. If it's coming out in August, we might be good. Anything further out than that, we'll have to delay this episode a bit. In which case, I do have, I haven't talked to PMC about this. I do have an, an idea for like a quick and easy stopgap episode for, or a stopgap game for an episode mm-hmm. in August. All right, so look forward to that. Hopefully, hopefully there will be more info on this coming out soon, whether that is an official release date or an official delay uh either way we're prepared we'll be able to deliver a delicious simulator episode uh and so yeah look look forward to that news maybe they're waiting for live alive to release first Mm. who knows yeah yeah who knows with square enix i I think i just saw today um they released a new update on one of their other 2022 games diofield chronicle uh, an original original game oh yeah so hopefully that means they're they're greasing the wheels to get updates on some of those things that they announced in the spring. This will be, for the record, a two-part episode similar to the Armored Core. There's a, a metric ton of information to go over for the for, for first Front Mission game. I predict a solid three and a half, maybe even longer episode for Front Mission. A lot of cool things to talk about cool creatives who we haven't mentioned before but who many people are familiar with and maybe we'll even have a guest on it who knows that's still all in progress but because the history segment is so extensive for front mission we're going to split it up into two episodes so the second episode will be us talking about the switch uh remakes yeah i'll call it a remake yeah switch remake yeah yeah it looks pretty substantial and so and of course yeah as front mission's got a lot of production history with the creatives involved and also with you know the versions the game's been you know has had Super Nintendo, PlayStation, DS, and and now, you know, an even bigger remake, really, you know, got a full change for this new Switch version. Now, more more uh more farther out or more video game related news, we are one of the reasons that we are kind of uh I guess on the main feed maybe taking it easier quote unquote is that we're working on a streaming event that we want to do uh for the summer. Obviously, the summer is a time when uh you know steven has a little little more more availability and also it's just a great time to to put on stream events to stay inside out of the heat and so we are working on a streamathon for giant robot fm where we are going to play through a uh right now the plan is to play through a series of uh one year war gundam video games really pulling on the early wave of i would say narrative focused games that were released in north america so of course of course of course that's going to start with gundam 79 the war for earth uh and then transfer into <laughs> the major duo of the one-year war which is mobile suit gundam journey to jaburo and mobile suit gundam encounters in space we're going to have a lot of incentives for folks who to encourage folks to sign up for the patreon uh that's going to include uh you know incentives to make me and steven do versus battles with the encounters there are 70 there are 70 mobile suits you can pick in encounters <laughs> in space and so that's wild i'm gonna i'm gonna unlock those that's part of my my labor and preparing for this i'm gonna unlock those suits and then uh you're gonna have that ability to put pit me and steven against each other uh also other incentives will include a full playthrough of the tactics battle mode in journey to jaburo with a suit of your choosing and also the ace pilot modes uh, in Encounters in Space. There are eight ace pilot modes, so you get to do a short campaign. You would be able to see a short campaign with, you know, uh, various side characters: your Johnny Ridden, your Shin Matsunaga, your uh, Simagarhau, whoever. You know, there's, there's. I think there's a few other. Obviously, there's some major ones like, uh, like Shar and the Black Tri Stars, but 
Uh, some some interesting ones there as well. And then also cumulative goals. You know, there will be uh, there is a mode in Encounters in Space called the Thoroughbred mode, which is follows the adventures of another Pegasus class warship called the Thoroughbred, which has the Gundam, uh, the O4 and the O5 Gundams. I forget their names, but uh, it is also like fully dubbed. It's a side story. I think you, you like you play with like the you have to rescue the mayor of Zeon or something like that. It's I forget how that plot goes down, but it's <laughs> the mayor of Zeon. The mayor of Zeon, yeah, Mike Hager. Uh, so <laughs> you 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 get to, like a whole side plot uh, in, in encounters in space. So That's very cool. We're working on that. Uh, that will be uh, we'll you know be flashing some graphics, some uh, overlays, some specific schedules for that soon. Again, we're, we're shooting for for early August with that. Uh, we're excited for it. I think, you know, with the one-year war, the movies and the origin under our belt, uh, it has never really been a better time to revisit this live. Uh, and certainly, you know, I've, I have speedrun. I mean, technically, I have speedrun both War for Earth and Journey to Jabro because I did a Let's Play of Journey to, uh, of War for Earth. Uh, and, and so, you know, I really want to show these games off in a context where Steven and I can you know, kind of talk about what is included, where are the resources pulled from. There's a lot that goes on with these games, especially games on the one-year war being released in the early 2000s and late 90s, years after the fact of, you know, when when the original content was made, where you see some things get redrawn. You, uh, for Especially for the North American release of games like Journey to Jaburo and Encounters in Space, you get a, uh, you get original voice work. A lot of the ocean dub cast of the TV show showed up uh, and came over to the North American release of those PS2 video games. Uh, so that's also really interesting as well. Um, so really, really want to visit those now that we've spent time with the TV series and the movies uh, and share that, you know, share that with an audience and hopefully, you know, uh, get some people into the giant robot FM discord and some folks enjoying our other Patreon exclusive content. Yeah, we'll have some Patreon slight changes and announcements to make to really generate interest for the streaming event as well. Um, so look forward to that. We're going to have one more state machine before the uh, event happens, and then we're going to go through this in much more exhaustive detail at that point. And maybe I'll even whip up a better logo than this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll even have a good name. I'm, I'm cooking. I'm cooking up something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, it's, I'm just drawing blanks, but I'll come up with something in the no. next few weeks. We'll, we'll we'll be there before you know it. Before you know it, we'll we'll you know in, encounter Jaburo in space for Earth or something. You know, we'll 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 get there. Uh, but yeah. So you know, speaking of progress on the Patreon, we are uh, still as I, as Stephen just mentioned. This slide is probably going to get reworked by the next time that we do the state machine. Yeah. Uh, we want to, you know, change some of these things. A lot, a lot of the skeleton here is still good. Uh, but you know, we want to really turn our attention to generating interest in this and seeing how we can jumpstart. And we think that the streamathon is going to be a super fun way to do that. And also a great time to announce some changes. Yeah. So look forward to all that in the future where we'll, we, we're just teasing it now. But we made a lot of big announcements today, and there'll be a, quite a few fun announcements for the next date machine, which will actually hit the month that it's supposed to take place in. Uh, let's see. When is the last Saturday in July? Uh, I believe that... Oh, it's will... right at the end. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's right, right, right at the end. Nice. So, very, very cool. And then, if you want to help us right now, as always, you know, we, we're, we're announcing these things related to the Patreon, but if you want to, oh, is that actually is Coop right there? Is it the same weekend as Otakon? Oh shit! Yeah, we'll probably just do the twenty third then. <laughs> he is correct. All right, thank you. Scheduling, folks. Time, time is is the worst enemy. Time, time makes fools of, of us all. It does. It really does, though. If you want to support us now. If you want to help us out, I think you could probably guess the things that would help us out. We're a podcast, so that means helping surface our podcast to potential interested listeners is one of the best things you can do to help us. That includes rating and reviewing on iTunes or your other podcatching service of choice. Uh, write nice things for us. We'll like it. You can also tell from this presentation that we are Twitter fiends. We can't help ourselves. We love posting Posting is in our blood. <laughs> so if you want to enjoy our posts, uh, please follow the main account, Giant Robot FM. 
on Twitter. Uh, as you can see from the, the posts that we highlighted, you know that it is a combination of humorous and informative posts, often pulled from our uh, notes and recordings and shared with you in a pleasant visual format. It, and as Steven mentioned earlier, it does. it is really nice to see you know, the set of relevant images lined up. It, it, I, there's a reason people like that. It's because it is fun. And then finally, uh, support us directly on Patreon. Uh, I think I've already kind of talked about what's available, but we have a patron-exclusive Discord. We offer audio versions of the State Machines. This one's going to be going on the main feed, but uh, generally all the State Machines, if you like listening in the audio format, will be made available uh, for all patrons. We have the B-plots where we talk about other media, often Star Wars, often other video games or events, things like that. And then at the premium tier, we have the Simulator podcast, which is where we give mecha video games the same treatment that we do mecha anime when it comes to both the production history research as well as our own experiences with them and our takes and other thoughts about the work. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go over to patreon.com slash giantrobotfm. Nicely said, PMC. But I think, yeah, that wraps this that's wraps this up as I stumble through that last sentence. Yeah, so this will this will be it. Of course, if you're listening to this on the main feed, thank you so much for coming with us all the way here. We hope that your appetite has been whetted for some planet with experience, uh, some the men who created Gundam uh, roundtable discussion. And uh, and also, you know, if you're going to Otakon, be sure to uh you know, say hello, and also so you can also say nice things in person. That's great too. I, I think that is also a worthwhile endeavor. Yeah, and I'll be able to post more specifics as to the the day and time of the panel. Hopefully, by the next date machine, which is will there, not be occurring during Otakon. Is there a schedule? Do they? Do you have a date for when the Otak like the the panel schedule comes out? We do not know. Okay. At least not to my knowledge. So sometime over that weekend, probably Friday or Saturday.